2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
3: This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We will be reacting to the SmackDown season premiere. We see a number of confrontations take place between Roman and Ally Knight, Roman and Cody, and Jade Cargill and Charlotte. Plus, what were Triple H's announcements and how will they impact the landscape of SmackDown? You won't wanna miss it. The season premiere, Mark, ended up actually being a freaking banger, man. We ended up having a show that uh, was super newsworthy. I came out of last night's SmackDown and I was feeling like, all right, this actually feels like a season premiere. You know what I'm talking about, Mark, when you're watching your favorite show and all of a sudden there's this new character. Oh, this happened with your two favorite characters. And, And you're like, yeah, this is the feel. This is the start of a new season. That's exactly what SmackDown felt like last night.
2: And Returns. Like I, I'm a big fan of Pretty Deadly, and the the see the see them back gave me like, all right, let's go, you know, to see a to see somebody switch brands, to see something new, a new announcer, you know, a, a, I mean, it, they just gave you a lot last night.
3: They certainly did. So I want to go ahead and get it started, man. We need to talk about one of the biggest stories of last night, and that is that we had a Roman reigns la Knight confrontation. So this all started last night with John Cena opening up the show and welcoming us into the season premiere of SmackDown. He's quickly yeah. interrupted by re- returning Roman Reigns, who's there with Paul Heyman and Stola Sokoa. They have some back and forth with Roman Reigns basically telling John Cena that he's a coward and that he's only there because Roman Reigns took his leave he calls him Hollywood for you know being in Hollywood and John Cena tells him like look I'm not here to challenge you for the championship because I haven't earned it yet and then he says but this man has and all of a sudden you hear LA Knight. LA Knight's theme song hits and he comes out, man. He gets out there. He gets into the face of Roman Reigns. And I think the first thing he tells him is like, have you peed your pants already? Are you ready to pee your pants? Something along those lines. And he tells Roman Reigns that since he's left, things have changed. That he is now the fastest rising star in SmackDown history and roman reigns you know roman he's not having any of this man he's so great with those facial expressions he was basically like i don't give a damn who you are kid you know very kind of like that was his attitude and as ellie knight tries to kind of bounce back from that um this is quickly ended by jimmy who comes out and attacks ellie knight from behind this all led to a match between solo versus ellie knight later on in the night uh but I want to focus on this portion first, Mark. Man, what did you think of this promo? Uh, were Were you feeling hyped after this?
2: I, I, I was, and and I, I I was critical of L.A. Knight uh, not being able to uh, really stand up and dominate the microphone, and he did last night. He did really, really well. Uh, I was really happy for him and and good to see him uh finally step up and look like I'm not happy to be here like he owned it last night and that was that was that was that was very good and that's a good start going forward because um now he's gonna be in there with people like John Cena he's gonna be in there with people like Roman reigns and they're going to need for him to be able to captivate uh the audience and the people at home uh with what he says and that was that was a good start last night
3: That's the thing. When you got Roman Reigns out there and he's at the very, very top of the mountain, man, like he's Roman freaking Reigns, right? Whoever is in there in the ring with him and is if you're doing any sort of confrontation, any sort of promo war against each other, whatever, you really got to bring your A game on this one. And I feel like... Oh, you know, looking at this, there were a couple of promos that Ally Knight had cut in the past that I thought had some – real. they had some – you know, they, they were good, right? They were fine. But there were times promise. where – Right. They had promise. There you go. There were times where I kind of felt like he was stepping all over his words. And there Mm were times where I was also thinking, okay, Ellie Knight is supposed to be this very cool character, right? He's supposed to be this cool cat. He's going to be this guy that, you know, people are like, yeah, he gets us. But there were times where I thought like some of the lines weren't all that great. Because when you think of the people that he's compared to, one of them is The Rock. When you think of The Rock, And you think of all of the classic lines that he has said throughout all of the many promos that he's been on, how creative he gets. I don't feel we've seen that from LA Knights. So personally, that's still something that I would like to see. I feel like last night, was a huge step forward in a positive direction. But I do kind of want to get a little bit more of LA Knight's personality. Like we're already getting it with like the yeah and the let me talk to you. But I also want to hear, uh, I don't know, some like more uh, cool lines, things that people are going to really laugh at, things that are people are going to, you know, be like, oh, damn, I remember that one time that LA Knight said this to Roman Reigns. You know, moments like that. So I feel like that's the only one tiny little thing that's still missing for me on the LA night promos but yesterday was probably my favorite because when he went up against roman reigns i believed it like i didn't believe that ellie knight at any point was threatened by roman reigns and so i like that
2: yeah i i I was waiting on the digs too the things that people go oh and you know it would have been a good night for roman to say oh i see who you are you're like the, the, the knockoff version of my cousin. And the people would have been like, oh, no, no, nah, not that. And then he could say, oh, didn't I mention you peed your pants? Hell, you, you almost peed your pants when you almost wrestled him last year. Like, you know, you got to have quick jabs back and forth about stuff that is, that is reality, but opinion and not fact. And that way you can, you can come back from it. If it's fat, it's hard to come back from it. You know, that, that's one of those where it's like it's a kill shot. But that was all opinion-based. And it would have gave L.A. Knight another uh, feather in his hat to, to take a stab from Roman and to be able to give him back a barb
3: by the way now that you said that that whole line about you're just a knockoff of my cousin damn i want to hear that more than anything like that's true though that's exactly what i want i want the jabs like you said i want to see each other like go back and go back and forth trying to burn each other i think uh you know obviously we're still going to get hopefully more promos and more confrontations between these two guys but i do want to see that down the line and i think that's part of the reason by when la Knight was feuding with the miz when the miz was out there saying all of these things about him and how it took him 20 years to get to this point and all of those little jabs that's what worked in that feud and so now you kind of want to see that of course in this feud at a higher level uh I do want to touch on John Cena here because I feel that John Cena has really been doing a lot to help out LA Knight really been helping him give him the rub right every time he's out there he has all of these you know his facial expressions, they are like, oh, my God. Like, when L.A. Knight first came out as his partner, John Cena had this big reaction of, oh, my God, I can't believe L.A. Knight's going to be my partner. <laughs> and we, we he's differ. really helping the guy out.
2: <laughs> we differ. I, I thought John was doing too much.
3: I agree, I though. Like, I do agree on that. Can you,
2: can you let L.A. Knight cook a little bit, please? You know, like, that's that that's the business side of it. It's like uh, I, I, at some point I probably, if I was L.A. Knight, I'd been like, you okay? All right, easy. And then I'd have went at him because if, if it's about me, I don't want nobody doing the, <laughs> and everybody can't see me at home, but I'm like mantic. I'm I'm moving my arms around, and I'm, I'm pointing at the crowd. Like that's distracting from who's got the microphone in their hand.
3: I just don't and, think it and, came off as natural. That's what it was. Because when you had Pat McAfee doing stuff like that before, when when we had that confrontation confrontation with The Rock and Austin Theory and Pat McAfee was in the background making those expressions, it made it funny. But it didn't work like that for John Cena when he did it.
2: No, no, it didn't. And you, you have to be able to work together uh, to to make the crowd uh react. And I felt like John made the crowd react, but it was it was for him. It wasn't for LA Knight. Which was the point, is to have LA Knight get the shine from that.
3: Well, I kind of feel like definitely this week though when he said that he basically queued him in to come in. That's when I really felt like John Cena was was really helping out Ali Knight here where he's I'm not ready, but I know this man who is. I thought that was a really good little way to, you know, yeah. bring him in and get the crowd going. Oh snap because even when John Cena said that, Ali Knight didn't pop into my head like I for some reason I wasn't expecting wow. Ali Knight to come in. So when he did, I thought, oh, oh yeah, LA Knight. Okay, here we go. They're really going in and kicking it into, uh, you know, fast gear over here. Like they're going freaking, I like that they got to the point.
2: You know, LA Knight is is uh, also um, going to have to advocate for himself to even say thank you, John, for supporting me. Uh, guys, let's hear it for John Cena. And John Cena get the hell out of there because they didn't need him at that point. It's not like he uh, helped out when Jay Uso or or Jimmy jumped him. He stood there and was like, well, what what, what the hell is going on? I'd rather not have that reaction because it's distracting from what's going on with me. You see what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying and, on that. And 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 everybody listening, this is this is love, not hate. There is a level of self selfishness that you have to have in pro wrestling to draw the light to you. This is I'm talking to all of the wrestlers that listen to the show you are not a bad person if you want the spotlight on you. In order for that to happen, you have to say it. It's not disrespectful. John Cena would understand, I would understand, hey, man, it's your time to shine. That's probably what I would have said. And I would have been like, I'm out. Wave at the crowd, stand at the curtain L.A. Knight needs to command the crowd and command the presence, and he's going to have to advocate for himself because uh, the writers, they want, they're going to want John Cena out there. They're going to want whoever's the hot item to stand at ringside or be at the announce table because it's going it's to look good for them. But you got to think about the talent. And it was all about L.A. Knight, and I want to see him get 100% of that shine.
3: Hell yeah. What would you think, uh, following the main event, we ended up seeing Roman Reigns come out and spear L.A. Knight as he was celebrating his victory? Uh, came out of nowhere, split him in half, man. Uh, that was yeah, freaking wild. Was awesome. I liked that ending.
2: That reminded me of the Attitude Era. And and I, I love that because it's is putting L.A. Knight on the map, even though even though he took it like a champ. And it was a good one, too. Roman put the shoulder in there just out of nowhere. Like, that, those are the things that make people go, okay, I got to wait and see what L.A. Knight is going to do next week. I know he's not going to take that land down. So that that's, that's giving teeth to L.A. Knight. They're, they're, now he's... They're cooking with gasoline now. I'm I'm excited for him.
3: I think so. You with you saying that you want to see what LA Knight is going to do next week. My reaction to that was, oh man, Roman Reigns has officially has his eyes set on LA Knight. Whereas in right. the in the first promo, he's looking at him like ah, like I don't really care about you. You're just a kid. You're all hyped up. Whatever, right? Like treating them like very below him. And mm-hmm. this time it was okay. He successfully got under the skin of Roman Reigns enough for Roman Reigns to go out there and spear him. So that to me was like my reaction going into this going, oh, hell yeah, he did it. He got under Roman Reigns' skin. So it was very, very fun to see uh, a good start to SmackDown and a good ending to SmackDown. We spoke earlier about the Alley Knight Roman Reigns one. Well, we got another one immediately following this match. So we had Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, the new Undisputed Tag Team Champions, successfully defend their titles against the team of Grayson Waller and Austin Theory on SmackDown. They won with the Cody 1D. And after this, we saw a confrontation between none other than Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Mark, rewind a couple of months, and this, this has been a hot topic, right? We we sat here following WrestleMania 39. We, we argued. We went back and forth on this. And now fast forward X amount of months later, Cody's got gold. It's a different kind of gold. But we had this moment once again. And I don't know about you, Mark, but I had an oh shit reaction. When this happened, I thought, oh crap, we haven't seen these guys together in the ring across from each other in a very, very long time. What'd you make of this?
2: I I thought to myself, damn, Roman just want all the smoke. And it gave me that oh, shoot, what do I want to see? Do I want to see Roman and L.A. Knight? Or am I ready to get Roman and Cody back on on track? And what would be a distracting factor? What would be the most interesting? I, I just kept asking myself, like, what do I want? Because I want L.A. Knight to establish himself as a main event player. But I also want the conclusion of Roman and Cody. Um, I think it's more important, I'm put it like this, for Roman and Cody to be on a grander stage. So right now, L.A. Night is the option. Just my opinion.
3: Yeah. And here's the thing, though, is I know there are some people that are probably thinking that Ali Knight is going to come in and take Cody Rhodes spot. I definitely do not feel that way. Definitely do not feel that way, because I feel like they bring different things to the table. And I know that Ali Knight is hot. And that's great, man. That's so great. And the fact that he even got to this point because. Think about this, Mark. Honest question. A couple months ago, did you really think that we were going to get Roman Reigns, LA Knight, when we were sitting here watching LA Knight lose all of these matches?
2: Not at all. Even though I was like, they got to do something with him because he's hot and you want to get good reaction and to build him up. And they did that. They did exactly that.
3: Exactly. So now I'm sitting here going, okay, to me, it's already a victory. To me, it's already a big win for Ali Knight and his fans to even have this face-to-face against Roman Reigns, to even be involved in a story with Roman Reigns. And I am not expecting LA Knight at all to defeat Roman Reigns. And I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't want it, Mark. I wouldn't want to see that. Uh, I just feel like at this point, we've done so much with Roman Reigns that, eh, I'm sorry, but I know that coming off of WrestleMania 39, I kept thinking like, damn, the moment has passed already with Roman and Cody. But last night, I did feel this sort of like i really hope that they do quote unquote finish the story okay like we have to finish the story like nobody told us by the way absolutely nobody told us that this story would end up being a freaking harry potter book series because this has been going on for a very long time but the fact that i felt a little bit excited of just seeing cody rhodes and roman reigns have this confrontation told me that okay Cody Rhodes is still the one. Cody Rhodes is still the one that I want to see defeat Roman Reigns.
2: Your old boyfriend showed up. What? Your old boyfriend showed up to the cookout. That's that's what. That's what. <laughs> that's what Cody Rhodes. I
3: didn't get it at first.
2: <laughs>
3: I was like, "Where Cody... are you going with this, Mark?"
2: <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the is the old boyfriend. He showed up. and was like, "Hey, Denise how you doing?" What are you doing here?
3: All of a sudden you're like, I'm still in love. I'm still in love. Let's get back together
2: again. <laughs> oh my God. And, and I looked at I looked at that situation and, and I thought to myself, Damn, why would they men, why did they mess with my heart like this? Like and I love Cody. And and, and I, I it hurt me to my soul. As much as I I mess with you and Dave about Cody not winning at WrestleMania, like it hurt me. It did, it got me. And I but I I know what storytelling is and I, I know what's required and Cody has actually done that. He is a bigger star because he didn't win. And it that's more valuable I feel like than him winning the title because eventually he's gonna win the title. Like it's it's not a question of of if but when and and who is this gonna be against. And Roman Reigns, it does not look like anytime soon, Denise, that somebody's gonna dethrone uh Roman Reigns. And the only option, the only option that I have, WWE has got a hundred and fifty plus wrestlers on all their brands. Not one of them I would pick over Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the only person that I want to beat Roman Reigns. And I feel like it's got the most legs. It's got the biggest stories. It's got the, the, um, the biggest splash factor. When, whenever it gets to the point to where you're going to see on the marquee Roman Reigns, and Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship. It, the, the, it's gonna, that's a world breaker. That's Thanos snapping his fingers, Denise. That's Taylor Swift walking in to Sirius XM and saying, hey, I wanna meet with Denise Salcedo. I heard she's a big fan. That, moments like that transcend the industry. And I think that if the WWE wanted to, and they know it, they got the bullet in the gun, they're just not ready to shoot it. If they want to do it, they'll pull the trigger. Denise, when they pull that trigger and Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns and breaks the streak and is able to go out and cut the promo that Monday night, that he broke the streak and he, he must be the greatest. I, I'm, I mean, I'll go through a whole Muhammad Ali speech. I must be the greatest. I beat the longest reigning WWE wrestler in history and this is where the Rhodes family and, and just, Denise, it's over. Cody's gonna be the man. It's gonna happen. They, they, have the, they have the gun. The bullet is in the gun. They just haven't shot it because they don't have to. They got 50 other guns running right now. You got to wait. Be patient. Just be patient. It's coming.
3: I remember I had lost all faith when you and I were sitting here talking about this not too long ago. I had lost all faith. I was like, I'm done. I don't <laughs> even care anymore. I don't even know what I'm getting excited about. <laughs> That's literally how I felt. That's literally how I felt. You sound like
2: Jacob. You sound like my son. (laughs) Jacob is a very good football player, very good football player, but he's short. And 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 they play that against him. But I I tell him all the time, listen, man, that's your that's a part of your story. You're gonna be able to say one day, I was looked over. For the sum of my parts, rather than my talent, my skill, my artistry, that's the same thing with Cody. Cody is, you know what, love Vince. But Vince is a sizest, just like I am. It takes one to know one. I'm dead serious. Like sometimes I look at a situation and I go, "Eh, I don't like him. He's too small.
3: No. I've done that.
2: I swear, I've done it. And sometimes the talent outweighs the size of the individual. And Cody is one of those people, Denise. I don't, Rey Mysterio was one of those guys. It don't matter what size they are. They're entertaining, they're talented, they tell great stories, they're completely balanced. Cody's completely balanced. He can hold the microphone and be the front man for your company. He looked good in a suit. Like all of the stuff that you look at as being corporate, Cody is. Why not give it, give it to him. But when, if you got something that's so good right now, you're going to kill that to start something else. No, let it ride. It's not going to fade. It's going to be a conscious decision to end it. That's the only thing that you could do with Roman Reigns. I told you he is a planet. He's got his own gravitational pull. You can't end the planet planet, unless you Darth Vader and you got the Death Star, and that's Vince. Vince has the Death Star. He is the only person that's going to be able to end the reign of Roman Reigns, but it's going to have to be somebody that's equally polarizing to be able to make that move. Or whether it's Triple H. Or, whether it's the high upset endeavor, whoever is going to call the shot, they know they have the bullet in the gun.
3: Well, I hope based on everything that we've heard, even since that press conference following WrestleMania, where what was it that Paul Heyman said that they were barely in the third inning? And I thought, yeah. OK, well, I hope that means that they have a well thought out plan. And I'm not just talking about like a month after WrestleMania, three months after WrestleMania. I'm talking like a whole year following WrestleMania. So I hope I hope that this has um, pretty much followed whatever it is that they had planned back then. Uh, so then I'm curious, then when are you expecting to see this L.A. Night match happen with uh, with Roman? Do you think it'll happen? Survivor Series, Royal Rumble? Where are we at?
2: No, I think Survivor Series. Like, you gotta do this immediately. You gotta do you gotta start this now. You can't have Roman Reigns sitting around doing nothing. Like um now that you get him at Survivor Series, he, Roman will be busy with LA Knight while um Jay and so- Solo will be or Jimmy and Solo will be doing stuff probably um in one of the Survivor Series matches. I, I, w- I would leave Roman on his own. I wouldn't put Roman in a uh, in a four on four, four against four, or a tag match or whatever. Your sister's ass match. I, I, I wouldn't do it. Like I, w- I would put Roman one on one.
3: Hey everyone, Jen Piacente here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And we actually got several things that went down. We got a couple of uh, uh, announcements that were made. So let's get to them. Triple H goes out there. And the first thing he does is thank Adam Pearce for the very thankless job that he does, which is be a general manager of both Raw and SmackDown. And he basically tells them, you know, that's a job that nobody should be doing on their own. And so moving on, you are now the new Raw GM. So he's moving over to Monday Night Raw. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. All right. I like this. We're clearly working into uh, getting in who's going to be the new SmackDown GM. But before we can get to that. We have Dominic Mysterio go out there. And we were talking a lot about Dominic Mysterio's heat and the booze that he get. Triple H even made a mention of that during this. And he was like, well, I thought this whole time they were pumping that in. And that was pretty hilarious because that was a shot at people who think that uh, they pipe in the crowd noise when it comes to Dominic Mysterio and and the booze that he gets at live events. And so that was really great. Uh, But this all leads to him introducing the new, SmackDown GM and thus the debut the WWE debut of Nick Aldis and Nick Aldis goes out there we heard his line where he basically tells them that he's a big fan of his dad I thought that got over really nicely with the crowd and last but not least he announces that Kevin Owens is the guy that's coming over to SmackDown and joining the SmackDown brand uh in the trade that was made for Jey Uso uh, over to Raw and so we're getting Kevin Owens on SmackDown. So there's kind of a lot to get into and I want to start off with Nick Aldis and him making his WWE debut. Mark, what did you think of the way that the announcement was done, the role that he was brought into, and how do you feel about it?
2: I think it's great. Uh Nick Aldis is unbelievable on the microphone. Uh he looks the part. He's statuesque being a 6'5 guy. Um understands pro wrestling in a way that he can be emotional about it. Um, And he's not a general manager that you're going to run up on and try to bully. And and that's the thing that I always said about general. Teddy Long is the only one that people will run up on. He'll go, you know what? You can run up on me and try to intimidate me all you want. You're going to find yourself in a match with The Undertaker. Like, you know, he he always had a, a gimmick to protect himself. Nick Alders don't need a gimmick. You can run up on Nick Alders if you want to. Nick Aldis will put you on your ass. So these the, a lot of the wrestlers are going to have to respect him as not only can I tell you what to do, but it ain't nothing you're going to be able to do to me if you don't like what I say. And I I thought it was a good move to put him in that role.
3: It's refreshing because I feel like we've had Adam Pierce in this role for a very very long time. I don't know how long anymore, but I feel like it was kind of getting a little bit stale, maybe just a little bit old. And yeah. it was fine. Like I'm not saying he was doing a bad job or anything, but. I, I feel like we had kind of been there, seen it, done that with everything that we were gonna get Adam Pierce in this role. So I like that now his focus is more so on on the raw side of things, clearly. And like even like honestly, like even when I think back to some of my favorite recent moments with Adam Pierce, they were all with Chelsea Green. Those were the only moments that I really appreciated were Adam Pierce and Chelsea Green because I liked the way that Chelsea was so mean and so bossy to him. And so I was kind of over Adam Pierce on both sides of being on. Raw and SmackDown GM. So I feel like having Nick Aldis in this role, it's refreshing. It feels like something new. And you're right. He doesn't feel like the kind of person that you're going to step over or the corporate guy that's being made to look like a fool, right? Because that's a lot of what they right. do to Adam Pierce. He's so corporate that he they, they make him look like a fool sometimes. And sometimes you don't want that. I want to see a different kind of authority figure. And I think that Nick Aldis is going to be, based on what we saw Based on what we saw last night, he feels a little bit more, uh, I don't know, cool, more cool in this role where like, I don't feel like you said that you can step all over Nick Aldis.
2: I I don't know if it's the fact that he's cool, even though Nick is, is a cool guy. He He's somebody that if you sit with Nick Aldis, you're going to come away going, man, that dude is awesome. He he just, he's just an awesome guy. But I think that the thing that I came away from it was Nick Aldis seemed like a surprise. Like you didn't expect to see somebody that's been on the NWA for the last couple of years. It's it's new blood. It's an injection of something new. And maybe, and just maybe, the WWE sees valuing him down the road with somebody trying to push his button and you get a match you know so i mean he's he's very he's versatile he's one of the people that i i i I was i I smiled real hard when i saw him show up
3: yeah uh i think the only thing that was kind of a little bit of a bummer was probably i don't know if i like the way that they introduced him because I felt like there was a lot of people in the crowd who didn't know who he was. And that showed in the audio, like there was not really like a big reaction. And so I thought like, hmm, maybe they could have had, I don't know, given him a song or something, a little teaser. I don't know, something to maybe anticipate some more of a crowd reaction. Like he quickly won the crowd over with that line on Dominic Mysterio. But that was my only criticism of this was that I was kind of hoping or or rather expecting a little bit more of a reaction.
2: Denise, have you ever heard the term know your role? Yes. Okay, that's that's the case of where Nick was last night. It wasn't about him. It's a surprise and they're going to tell stories in the in the future about what Nick brings to the table, just like I just did. But it, the whole point was he's a he's a general manager, not a wrestler. You don't have to like give him ballyhoo and b-roll uh, I- explaining who he is. Like he's the 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 microphone is going to be in his hand multiple times every week. You're gonna know more than you want to know about Nick <laughs> Aldis in the next two or three weeks. I think that it was fine the 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 announcement the shock value of okay here's a new guy that in in some people there was a, a reaction it wasn't a uh John Cena reaction because the role that he's in now 6 months down the road we might have the battle of the announcers you know we might have Wade Barrett and Nick Aldis Like, I would pay money to see them two guys go at it. You know, if we can (laughs) trick Wade Barrett into coming out of retirement. I think Wade Barrett likes being in retirement. But nonetheless, uh, Nick Aldis is a a valuable piece. He'll be able to get all of that information. And he said, with me in charge, there's going to be changes. And that's what we all want, right? We want the show to not be monotonous. And, and I, I think he's going to get over.
3: It was a good start last night, like I said, with that line where he said that he was a big fan, but he was a big fan of his dad. And then, of course, <laughs> we'll talk later on about his interactions with uh, Charlotte Flair and everything that went down there. So it is going to be interesting to see how he kind of connects with the talent on the SmackDown side of things. But now let's go ahead and jump into Kevin Owens moving over to SmackDown. Uh, Kevin Owens to me is the guy mark that no matter what situation you have in like no matter what situation you have in him he's always really exciting and he always gives it 110 percent no matter if he's in a regular old ordinary match or he's in a tag team match or or he's just on a whatever show it doesn't matter he always brings it 110 percent like if it's pay-per-view all the dang time so that's my personal favorite thing about Kevin Owens but uh you know when you have new blood into the into the show into the roster like Kevin Owens who's immediately can be put in that top position uh what do you Expecting from Kevin Owens on SmackDown or what would you like to see that maybe we haven't already because you know he's gone back and forth a bit.
2: I think Kevin is gonna be uh, the we got survivor series coming up and Kevin Owens Cody Rhodes Jay Uso and a mystery partner in one of the four ways uh, against Jimmy, um, Solo, uh, maybe Roman, and somebody else. Somebody that's going to come into play uh, here in the the future. Um, Like There's options to be made, but I I felt like putting Kevin Owens on that brand, uh, especially being that Cody is not going to be involved with uh, Jay for the long term.